The biggest problem podcasters face is getting more listeners. But the first question we have to ask is, who is listener number one? Who is going to love what you do, recommend it to their friends, and stick around for the call to action? Let's find out. This is The Helpful Podcaster. I'm Mark Stedman, and I'm here to help you, the seasoned, soulful entrepreneur, build trust and create long-lasting, rewarding relationships with your podcast listeners. So when we think about making a helpful podcast, that's something that contributes to the discourse and adds value, we're doing it for a reason. Yes, we want to build up a body of work, but that R word should be really important to us. There are lots of things we just sort of say in podcasting, and I don't want the word relationship to be one of them. The work we do as coaches, consultants, uh, community facilitators, it all springs from a desire to work with people. But most of us, when we start our first show, aren't thinking all that much about the listener. We're thinking about ourselves and how the podcast can serve us. And that's completely natural. But when we do that, we end up creating something that's that's a bit bland. And bland is is a very tricky thing to market. When we're thinking through marketing messaging, it always begins with the customer's problems, with the challenges that they're facing. So any kind of creative development, first and foremost, you start with the problems first and then you create. This is Emily Penner. I am a brand and marketing strategist. I run a marketing house called Penner Collective. We take a look at who a brand is and that starts first and foremost with who their customer is, of course. Everything that we do within our work is so closely linked and tied to the customer and to this persona. So it's how we start. Um, I start all projects with personas. We make sure that's really intact, really clear. I worked with Emily towards the end of 2021. She helped me build a customer persona for a project. And of course, I had to bring her in to help me figure out how we can take this decades old brand strategy and apply it to the work we do. This level of clarity is great for us because it sharpens our focus. Or to get historical uh, for a moment and borrow a maxim from Abraham Lincoln, it helps us sharpen our axe. But as business consultant Alan Wick knows, it's a tricky thing to do when you're in the thick of your business or your podcast every day. We're doing the chopping every day, every day, every day. It's hard work. And very few people that I've met have had the chance and taken the time to step back and sharpen the axe. Because by stepping back and taking time to sharpen the axe, hold on a minute, I'm not chopping the tree down. And I've got to chop the tree down today and tomorrow and the day after. But people who do take time to sharpen the axe find it's a hell of a lot easier to chop the tree down. So it's not easy work. And if you already have a podcast, it might feel like taking a step back. It might not even be a bad idea to put your show on hold for a bit, just so you can really focus on getting this stuff right. Speaking of which, how do we get started? Let's start to make this a real human, a real real person. Instead of just having it be they, them, um, what's their name? Whether you call them personas, avatars or profiles, they all start with a face and a name. That makes them real and addressable instead of vague and hypothetical. When you've picked a name, let's say Alex, you can start to ask yourself, 
is this something Alex cares about? Or what question would Alex have at this point? Typical customer personas look at demographics, things like age, gender, income. What we're doing here isn't to exclude people who don't fit the profile, but help to create a vision of a real human. From there, we look at what we call the psychographics. These are the characteristics that make this person tick. These are spectrums like reserved versus outgoing or tidy versus disorganized. Draw out as many of these that you think are relevant to your persona and how you're able to help them. When we start looking at spheres of influence, things get really interesting, especially if you're thinking about social media marketing for your podcast. Back to Emily again. This reflects who they talk to, what they're doing on a day-to-day basis. So you can get just that surface level information, but it goes one level beyond that, where it's also who do they respect? Who respects them? Like, where do they have a little bit of push and pull? Think about who your listener influences. Maybe work colleagues, friends, family members, their partner, and who has influence over them. It could be podcasts they listen to, YouTubers they follow, online communities they're a part of. Once you get your head around who has influence over your ideal listener, you can start to think about where these people hang out and how you can reach them. Now, one of the big things I preach is the idea of speaking to one person. That fits really well with the work that we're doing here. But what if your podcast doesn't fit just one person? What if you want your show to be helpful to old women, young men, and people who don't necessarily identify with a binary gender definition? Surely by making a podcast just for Alex, we're turning away everyone else who doesn't fit the bill. Well, Emily's got some thoughts on why making something for everyone means ultimately it won't resonate with anyone. And we have some parting advice from Alan. That's all coming up after this. Do you want to appeal or do you want to resonate? Sure, you can appeal. You can be pleasant to a wide group of people. But if you want to really resonate with them and engage with your customer on a meaningful, genuine level, you have to know exactly who you're talking to. So it's not good enough just to try to be all things to all people. The message, the content, the resonance with your customer, it all gets watered down. Vision, direction, values, purpose, channels to market, positioning, all those things are sharpening the axe. And they mean, oh my God, that means I've got to maybe learn something new. I've got to go off and write some kind of strategy papers. That's out of my comfort zone. I'll keep chopping. If you're 50 or 100 episodes into your podcast and you're not seeing the growth you hoped for, you might have an amazing show, but if it's not hitting the right people, and more to the point, it's not making them sit up and go, wow, that was handy, it's going to be a lot harder to spread. And as Alan says there, all this work sounds like a lot of, well, work. Best to just keep putting out the same episodes week on week because consistency is key, right? Listen, I, I, I totally get it. But it doesn't have to be something that you have to book a corporate retreat for. Just spend a bit of time getting to know your ideal listener. Then put a face to the name and maybe pin up a photo or a drawing of that person above your mic. That way, the next time you hit record, you'll be talking directly to them. And I promise you, when that person hears it, 
they'll notice. So to put this into practice, start with a blank piece of paper or a Google Doc. Give your persona a name and find a photo online that fits. Jot down some basic demographics, then take some time and draw those lines that define the characteristics of their personality. Then set up two columns. In one column, list the people your listener has influence over. Then in the other column, list the people who influence your listener. Now, this is just scratching the surface. If you want to go deeper, head to thepodcastcanvas.com and pick up a copy of my free book that will show you how to create your own listener persona and loads more. Thank you so much to Emily Penner of Penner Collective for helping me get to grips with customer personas and to Lawrence and Carlos of the Happy Startup School for introducing me to Alan Wick. I stole some audio from their Happy Entrepreneur podcast, which you should absolutely check out if you're not already a listener. But this has been The Helpful Podcaster. Next week, we'll take all this work and distill it down into a single sentence that combines your listener persona with the purpose of your show. For now, thanks for listening. Take care.